On the 20th of February 2020, people around the world are going to share stories of the healing and transformation that they've experienced through the use of psychedelic medicine. It's a bit like a global coming out campaign. The goal of the Thank You Plant Medicine movement is to flood the internet on one single day with a hundred thousand beautiful stories of personal growth and change. The campaign hopes to tear down the wall of stigma that stands in the way of psychedelics' wider use in society at a time when the world needs change, healing and social disruption like never before. The Psychonauts returns after a long hiatus with this special edition of the podcast. Join me, science writer Leonie Jaber from Cape Town, South Africa, as I speak with the Thank You Plant Medicine campaign organisers, Joe Glazer and Dave Griot. Joe and Dave are based in Costa Rica, and they invite South Africans to add their voice to this global movement. Remember though, as with any coming out campaign, there's no pressure to do so, and it must be in a way that is safe for you. Jonathan and David, thank you both for joining the Psychonauts today from Costa Rica, where it's eight o'clock in the morning, I believe. David, I wonder if you could start by telling us about uh, Thank You Plant Medicine. What is this campaign that you've launched? It's a global campaign, but it's rooted in Costa Rica. Tell us a bit about that. Good morning, or rather good afternoon, Leone. Thanks so much for having us. Um, well, the, plant, the Thank You Plant Medicine campaign has a, a very simple objective. We're trying to reach 100,000 stories shared, stories of transformation, stories of healing with psychedelics or plant medicines. And this is going to be on February 20th, 2020. So we're reaching out far and wide to people that have experienced psilocybin, ayahuasca, cannabis, Iboga, um, San Pedro, and other such uh, psychoactive medicines. And we're trying to unite them all together to create this wave of gratitude on social media on this one day in order to, to raise awareness and to destigmatize these medicines, which, as you know, are illegal in many places and get uh, all kinds of uh, frowns and people think that they're, they're very dangerous and, or they're only for people that are extremely, you know, extremely sick and desperate. Um, so there's, there's all sorts of stigmas and we're trying to show the world what is possible with, with these because the stories that we have heard are absolutely unbelievable. Okay. Um, Jonathan, Tell us a little bit about how this um, campaign started. You said that it was sort of birthed at the World Ayahuasca Conference. Was it in 2018? No, it actually happened a few months ago, uh, back in June, where uh, Dave and I, uh, we traveled to Spain from Costa Rica on the notion that there is something special going to happen uh, and that we need to be there. Um, and uh, what we found out is a community uh, from all over the world, that from 42 countries, uh, 1,500 people, and uh, we came to the World Ayahuasca Conference. At the end of the conference, at the final hour, 
sitting on a conversation with uh, Rick Dublin from MAPS, the organization that is dealing with uh, bringing MDMA to mainstream uh, medicinal practices. Uh, the issue of stigma came up and out of the conversation, Dave, uh, as a solution, said, hey, Rick, what do you think if we come up with a coming out campaign uh, that will destigmatize these medicines? The idea was received very warmly by the people in the room. It was an intimate conversation. And then an hour later, there was the closing uh, ceremony and the closing talk about the future of ayahuasca plant medicine around the world. And at the end of the conversation, we felt that uh, there was no call for action. And Dave asked me, hey, what do you think? It's a great time to present it to the crowd. There was an open mic for questions and we agreed and Dave went and offered to the crowd this idea. Uh, presented it very well. Uh, the idea of coming out all together, concentrating our, our energy on one single day and flooding uh, social media with beautiful stories which are, uh, can present the truth behind uh, our experiences. And that was accepted warmly. Uh, you know, 50 people came down, gave their business cards, throwing them over the balcony of the gallery and, you know, uh, really enthusiastic about this take action uh, call. And that's how it was birthed. We came back to Costa Rica. A few weeks later, we released a video on Facebook that kind of became viral within the private Facebook groups, calling for 35 volunteers. We had in a few days, 80 or 100 registered and the ball started rolling. Amazing. For listeners who may not have experienced psychedelics and may not understand what the transformational potential is of psychedelics. Dave, I wonder if you could start by telling us a story of how psychedelic transformation or how psychedelic experiences have maybe brought transformation and healing and growth for you. Uh, sure, Leone. The challenge is thinking of which story because even though I'm pretty new to this world, I've had a number of significant transformations, but I'll tell you about one. All, all my life, I've been uh, feeling burdened by an, an extreme sensitivity to what other people think of me. And, and I'm discovering more and more actually how deep this goes. But like, for example, if I'm walking along a street and a car drives by, I feel like a, a pang of self-consciousness. Or, you know, if I go into a public place, I feel like all eyes are on me. Or I'm... I, I'm always thinking that everyone's watching me. It's a weird thing. It's almost like a mild uh, phobia or narcissism or something, something weird, but I'm just super sensitive. And this has blocked me and limited me with my public speaking and with a number of, of things that I'm, that I'm trying to do. And so in an ayahuasca ceremony recently, I set the intention to find out where does this come from? Why am I so sensitive to what other people think of me? And sitting in ceremony and the medicine kind of pulsating through my veins, suddenly I was brought back to when I was five years old, walking into this classroom in grade one. I had recently moved from France to Canada, didn't know anyone, felt like a, a total outsider, um, really desperate to not be rejected. 
and it seemed like everyone else knew each other because they had done kindergarten together. And so I thought, how am I gonna, how am I gonna make friends here? And I, and I distinctly remember actually it being in that little body and uh, that I decided the right strategy for me is to be very sensitive to what other people want to see and adapt accordingly. This is how I'm going to make my, my friends. And so I, I kind of adopted this basic social strategy in my mind at that young age. And it, and it worked out for me to start making friends and then grade one, grade two, grade three. And it became what I discovered in the ceremony is like, I just realized how that became ingrained in me as my main kind of like modus operandi of how to deal with social situations so that I wouldn't get rejected. And so like all the, these memories like were flooding back to me from five years old, seven years old, nine years old. And, uh, and it became super clear that that's where it was from. And so then I could, I, I was able to say to myself like, you know, thank you for, for this, uh, this strategy that helped me so much as a child and that helped me make my first friends. Thank you. But I don't need you anymore. <laughs> now you're, you've become a burden. So I'm going to say thank you. and I'm going to say uh, goodbye to that, to that mechanism, mechanism in my mind. And uh, of course, I think the work starts after the ceremony. And then can you really apply this into your life? So I'm actively, you know, like writing this down and, you know, re repeating it to myself and catching myself and slowly breaking down those, what I imagine are kind of highways of, uh, you know, electric pathways in one's mind that you have to kind of dismantle consciously. Mm -hmm. So that was one example. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, I think this is one of the really important sort of take home lessons around the healing potential of these experiences is that it's not that one moment where you have it, but how you then use that insights after your experience in order to tweak and modify your sort of ingrained behaviors in a way that becomes a healthier habit. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Jonathan, I'd love to hear a similar story from you, please. Yeah. Okay. I, I have, I think I have many stories of Dave uh, because we are complex beings and there is, we have many layers, right? Uh, but I like to, to tell the story that, my practice for years, and I say 15, 15, 20 years almost now, is uh, meditation, actually. And I use the route of meditation to work on my, my mind, my emotions, and, and, and let go of uh, things that didn't work for me. And I was uh, presented to plant medicine fairly recently, maybe four years ago, after a long, a long process of working on myself. And I was not aware that through plant medicine, I will discover new layers. So for example, uh, when I was 10 year old, uh, I, was, uh, I was playing piano and I was this little kid in front of the whole community doing a recital and I really screwed uh, the tune. I didn't really, it didn't work. I started shaking. I, I couldn't finish it. And that created a, apparently and what I found later on in, uh, through plant medicine created a musical related trauma and also a stage uh, fear uh, that through plant medicine and through experiences with music and uh, psychoactive uh, compounds was released 
uh, actually in a specific ceremony, in a specific event, where uh, the music and the psychoactive interacted together in my psychic to completely release that fear, release the trauma. And today, and that was maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago, and today my music completely changed, my self-expression changed, my voice changed which is quite amazing that I could not uh, speak out or sing in tune and suddenly I can through uh, the psychoactive experience and the music. And my self-confidence changed as well with it. So that, that's one of the stories that I have that relates to music specifically. Mm, that's interesting. I wonder yeah. if I shouldn't just jump in here and share one of my own stories because it feels like it's appropriate. You know, if I'm going to go onto um, a sort of a South African platform and invite others to come out, then I should probably do the same. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's fairly clear through the Psychonauts podcast that um, the way I write a lot of the stories indicates I have to have done a little bit of infield research, right? <laughs> but um, uh, I think, you know, one of the most powerful things for me, uh, and most of my experiences have been on... Uh, deep doses of psilocybin, uh, supervised, of course, is, um, so some of my psilocybin experiences have been quite blissful, but some of them have been like going to hell. Um, mm -hmm. But the extraordinary thing about those experiences is that I, it, it is, it's almost like they have um, uh, dialed up the empathetic sort of neural pathways in my brain because what has often happened in in that sort of hell space is um i have seen uh, so other people who i know in my in my life who i know have struggled with really difficult things um eating disorders a, a, other sort of addictive behaviors um crippling self-loathing um in that hell space it's almost as if i've been able to step into their lived experience and it's allowed me to understand the difficulty that that person has uh, struggled with their whole life. And it's allowed me to feel a deep sense of, of empathy for that person's struggle. And when I come out of that space, I, I'm just able to interact and accommodate that person's sort of behaviors um, in a different way because I now understand. And, and I think this is the, the transformational potential of all of these psychedelics is that it does seem to allow us to return to some kind of inherent um, natural ability to empathize with others and to create a greater kinship. Um, and that's been really transformational for me. Um, so let's talk about the practicalities of what this coming out day is on the 20th of February, 2012. Um, the reason we're connecting is that uh, we want to extend this invitation to South Africans to become part of this global conversation. Um, and I think this is the exciting opportunity that the internet provides us. You know, in the 1960s, when, when Western society was getting a glimpse of the incredible potential of these substances to um, advance our thinking and our sense of kinship and connectedness, um, there wasn't this global community because we didn't have the internet, and now we do. So tell us, um, Dave, what practically, what do people do in order to become part of the big coming out day on the 20th of February? Sure. Well, <clears throat> coming out on February 20th means sharing your story in your own way 
It can be on Instagram. It can be on Facebook, on whatever platform you would like. You can also do it with your family or with, you know, a group of friends telling your story, telling the truth about what you've experienced and then using the hashtag thank you plant medicine so that we can, we can really create a wave on social media and make this hashtag become viral. Now, as far as anyone who's interested to, to, to become involved and like stay in touch with the campaign, what you can do is you can join our Facebook group. We have a group called thank you plant medicine community where already, uh, I think like over 1500 people from around the world are sharing different uh, resources and uh, information strategies, their stories, all kinds of stuff. Another thing you can do is you can send us a message to our Facebook page. And we have a, a kind of automated system where if you send us a message, then we'll, we'll show you like the volunteer form. We'll show you um, links to more information. And you'll also be then uh, added to a list where we'll occasionally send you shareable artwork about the campaign. So this is a really nice way to really keep in touch with us is just message our Thank You Plant Medicine Facebook page. And yeah, we have some we have some members in South Africa, some really amazing members in South Africa of people that have uh, agreed to volunteer for the campaign and we want we want to have more. So get in touch with us if you're interested to actually help us in the next 3 months reach out and grow and create a major buzz on social media. We're trying to involve celebrities, people from all different walks of life to just tell the truth. And again, this is not about that on that day, we're going to be preaching like, Oh, you should do plant medicine. You should do this. You should do this. No, no, no. It's just telling the truth about what happened to you and having one day where we are all grateful together about the power of this stuff. And I guess it just normalizes something that for many people still feels a little bit out there and, and freaky. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a website that people can go and visit? We have a website called thankyouplantmedicine.com, but it's currently under construction. So I think the best is to visit us on Facebook for now. And within a month, we'll have a website with lots of resources and uh, information coming out, best practices, and uh, links to all our different partners. Great. So for the listeners, just to clarify, between now and early fe uh, February, record your, your story in whatever format you want, di uh, digital so it can be distributed on the internet. Have it ready so that as the, the, the time zone of the 20th of February hits you, you're ready to post your story online. And then the Thank You Plant Medicine team has a dragnet that's gonna sweep through the internet, pick up all those hashtags, and bring it all together into one, one platform. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. On our website, we will, we will be featuring uh, stories from around the world that use that hashtag. We'll be pulling them into the site, so. Great. And then, and then if, if other people want to, if people want to go and see these, um, this sort of uh, curated uh, library of stories on the day, do they go to the website or the Facebook page? The, the website is where we'll, we'll be featuring a curated library, okay. but I'm certainly we'll be pumping them through our social media also. Great.
Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, David and Jonathan, uh, delighted to have uh, connected with you across the internet. And uh, thank you for sharing your campaign with us here in South Africa. Thank you very much, Leonie. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for all the important work you're doing. Uh, it's, it's amazing. So, Leonie, thank you so much for having us here. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. It was an amazing talk. And onward 